Church gives us some very powerful readings today, and think about the Ten Commandments, and it's something that we're very familiar with, not only from a Christian perspective, but from just a perspective of the world, it's one of the most important documents, one of the most important things that have ever done, you know, sort of natural law, these beginning tenets of what it means to be a human being, to participate in a culture. And it can be common for us to kind of glaze over them and not approach them with those curious eyes of actually seeing how are they applied in my life? What are the areas that I live them out? And it's important, you know, to go back to the fundamentals, to go back to the basics. And that's what we're called to do in this uh, season of, of Lent, to go back and, and to try things out, you know, and uh, even in professional sports, like baseball, they have spring training, they go back to the basics. I remember being a kid in the 90s watching Angels in the Outfield. And in that movie, if you're familiar with it, is this kind of this dysfunctional team, and the coach comes in and they're just playing terribly. So as the season's progressing, they have this terrible game. The coach comes into the locker room and says, all right, tomorrow at nine in the morning, we're gonna work on fundamentals, be here at nine. One of the players goes like, fundamentals in the middle of the season. And after this, the dialogue starts to digress to playground insults that would not be worthy of me speaking from the sanctuary. But when I was a kid, you know, I'd hear someone say fundamentals, I bet fundamentals in the middle of the season, and then they would look at me and like, what is wrong with you? But I got the joke and I just kept on going. But obviously in, in that position, even for a professional athlete, you can't be uh, without humility that you're able to go back and work on those first things to remind yourself of the important steps. And if you do, if you have that, you, you know, things can slip and all of a sudden we kind of lose something in our foundation. So as we go through the Ten Commandments, you know, I'm not going to go through all of them, but sort of reflecting on a couple of them that really stuck out to me, uh, it's important, right? This is in Exodus 20, so I would invite you to pray with them either today or this week as you're preparing for like your Lenten uh, reconciliation to go back, but I'm going to point out a few of them. And the first one that really stuck out to me is make holy the Sabbath. And I think we think about this and it's like, well, Father, like, we're at church right now, obviously, we're here, you're preaching to the choir. But I would say that, you know, that's great, but mass is you know, here. Mass is even take for like an hour here at St. Pat's. We're done between like 45 and 50 minutes. So what are you doing in the other? You know, it's great that you're going to mass. People are, these last couple of weeks, people are going back to mass and we're seeing the numbers increase and people are getting more confident that the disease is behind us and that's great. That's awesome. You know, it's such a blessing. I was with Bishop yesterday at confirmation, and again, he affirmed that in these dioceses here in Illinois, that with the, what we've been doing to uh, make everyone safe to worship, not one person has gotten sick by going to Mass and contracting the virus. So obviously, there's been you know, thousands of Masses and hundreds of churches all the way back to May, not one person has gotten sick. It's time to go to Mass. When was the last time you, know, you allowed yourself to be a conduit of the Holy Spirit and invited your neighbors like, hey, you should come with us. Because it it's time to come back. It's time to be together. It's so important for us to pray together, to read together, to worship together, to grow together as a community, as a parish family. So that's so good. But again, you know, the Sabbath is 24 hours. So when we make holy the Sabbath, what does that look like? Is Sunday just another day of the week? Is it another Saturday? Is it another day to continue? 
there's one lesson we learned last year. It's the beauty of slowing down, allowing the rat race to calm and to take time with family, to take time praying together, reading together, praying the rosary together, going back over the readings and spending that time. Brothers and sisters, the clock is like what, Christmas was yesterday. What happened? It's already been three months. The world goes so fast in this invitation to enter into the life of the family, of being with loved ones, of, of honoring God and slowing. That's so important to make Sunday different. It's not just another day. It's a special day. And we have to make holy the Sabbath. There's a reason that the Lord gives us this commandment. The fourth commandment sticks out. Honor your father and mother. So often we think about this, you know, just as like a kid when you're living under your parents' house and you got to do what they say and obey them and respect them. But the church sees this, this commandment with such a, a deeper, uh, profound impact on our lives to recognizing that, yes, you do need to honor your father and your mother. And you do need to do that throughout your life. And many times as I see people getting closer to the end of life, I see wonderful examples of generosity of, of children taking care of their parents and uh, loving them and giving them the care that they need at the end of life. But we're called to do that in all different aspects of life. We saw the woundedness in our culture last year as men such as police officers were given such terrible disrespect. That is a sign of a wound in our culture. That is, that is a, 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 a consequence of failing to honor your father and mother. We see the disrespect of political representatives from state all the way up. That is not a way to live a Christian life. We need to honor our father and mother in all of these different areas. It's so important, brothers and sisters. Do we live in a world of chaos? No. But as this world is leaving any semblance of virtue, we need to live differently. We need to live as Christians, bearing false witness against your neighbor. One of the greatest compliments I've ever heard of anyone ever given is they never said a bad thing about another person. I've only ever heard it a couple times. I know people can't say it about me, but I can't change the past. I can't change how I live in the future and the opportunity to be a bearer of peace, to see good in our brothers and sisters, to forgive this stupid cancel culture thing, that is not a Christian way of living. The venom in social media and the news, I'm done with it. It's garbage. It's not Christian, and it needs to end. How do we talk about other people? How do we treat them? to love your neighbor, to love the other as the way that you want to be loved. This is the way of being a Christian. Brothers and sisters, in early Christianity, when, when, when we had the opportunity to go out and spread the gospel, you had these pagan communities and then you had the Christians. And the way that they lived their life was so different than that of the pagan culture. They saw the joy and their simple lives of, of, of something was different about them. There was a joy that came from the virtue that the pagans were like, this is different. I, I want that joy. 
I want that peace in my life. And as the rest of the world has taken 180 degrees, we don't live in a Christian world anymore. It wasn't that long ago that 97% of Americans went to church every Sunday. Now like 27% don't even believe in God. And as decency and virtue have left the picture, the Holy Spirit can use us, if we're open to it, to be that beacon of peace and joy and something different. Does your life look different because you are a Christian, because you are a follower of Christ? And this is something we all need to work on. We can't be too proud to go back to the basics. We can't. We got to be like children, as, as, as Christ said, and have that openness and curiosity and love for life that allows us to recognize when we've fallen down, to recognize when we've made mistakes. So as we go through the season of Lent, I invite you to go to Exodus 20. And ask the Holy Spirit, as you examine your heart, to show you the ways that your life isn't in line with the Ten Commandments. And then take that to the confessional. Take that to the Lord and repent. And ask Him to use you to build the kingdom. To be that light in a dark world where someone can see the way that you lived your life and the joy that comes from being a follower of Christ. And say, I want that. I need that in my life. Don't be too proud to be like a child. Let's go back to the fundamentals.